Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. Progressive presents today's to-do list for your dog. Check front door, check window, check other window. Rest chin on ground, look into distance. Bark for no reason. Check front door, check window, check other window. Your pet has a very busy schedule, so it's up to you to make sure they're protected. That's why Progressive Car Insurance covers your pets for up to $1,000 if they're ever in a car accident with you. Chase shiny ball, lose shiny ball, find shiny ball, eat shiny ball. Get coverage for your pets with any auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome into a Thursday live edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The Yankees ain't going O and the entire spring training. They got two wins under their belt, two and three. For everybody who says they don't count, you're right. They don't count at all. They don't count for shit. Who cares? But... It's nice to win, nice to not lose baseball games. We're seeing some positive signs already from guys who we needed to see positive signs from. We'll talk a little bit about it, but also not really because, um, you know, it's nice that there's some game action. You guys are probably watching the game. You're watching us, and we love that, and we thank you for it. But really, we want to talk about Aaron Judge's contract, the only arbitration-eligible player the Yankees have not yet signed to a one-year deal. And that one year is going to be the final year of his deal as constructed. So that's important. Is that real? Is that a sham? Are they talking extension? Is that why he's not locked down? Or is there really going to be an arbitration hearing here? The mandate has now been lifted as well. He can play home games. We'll talk about that in a bit. But huge year coming up for Aaron Judge. What's real? What's phony? Also, the Toronto Blue Jays circling around Brett Gardner and trading the Yankees nemesis Randall Grichuk all in a 24-hour period. Doing us a favor? You're doing harm to us. What are you doing? I I don't know. And catcher, are the Yankees set there, or are they still looking at Wilson Contreras? We're going to break that down. Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us that five-star review. Put a mailbag question in it. Shove that mailbag question in there like a turducken right inside your five-star. We'll be sure to answer it on a future podcast. The mailbag is always wide open. I know people keep reaching out to me tears in their eyes saying i want to submit a mailbag question but i just you guys aren't doing a mailbag episode it's like dude submit it it's the mailbag is always open it doesn't have to be a mailbag episode we'll be here for you but you can also find us live on youtube mondays and thursdays at two o'clock eastern time until the regular season begins and we might be shifting that all up we'll have to figure that out thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast uh good energy so far in the last 24 hours before then the energy was pretty bad Rachel, Rachel Falkovitz got hit by a baseball in the face uh the Yankees traded uh Gary Sanchez to the Minnesota Twins only to see Carlos Correa also go there and suddenly their teammates that's the stuff we've had to deal with but the tide's turning a little bit now um even as the Aaron Judge contract question looms yeah I don't like that though and I hope Rachel feels better that's terrible five to seven days away from the team must have been a serious serious hit um mm-hmm. 
don't know who was off. The, we don't know any details. We just know she got hit, and that's the end of the story. Um, speedy recovery for her. Single A manager. We need her. A lot of good, a lot of good guys on that team coming up. Hopefully, going to make their way up quickly. Um, but yeah, judge's contract extension situation. Um, I don't like it. Um, I do like the somewhat positive vibes from spring training. We got Glaber maybe bouncing back. We got Davey hitting 95 on the gun consistently um, in his last outing. Um, Giancarlo, Oppo bomb yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, who else hit a home run yesterday? There are three homers yesterday. DJ, oh, DJ, DJ lifting it to left. Yes. Uh, Glaber hit an Oppo bomb. Oppo, yeah. Glaber's hitting like 700 this spring. Again, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll, you know, I we all sort of – it's hard to watch a spring training game and be like, yeah. this doesn't matter at all. Because uh, it does. I mean, it's it's action on the field. Like, it does. it's not determinative for your season if you win a lot of spring training games. But if somebody looks terrible in spring training, they might look terrible in April, right? It's not like, it's not a completely useless metric of, of judging success. No. Maybe a pitcher's working stuff out. And you watched Luis yeah. Severino the other day, and you're like, he's throwing easy cheese 97. I don't really care if he's getting smacked around by Spencer Torkelson. Gave up some runs to the Tigers in his spring debut. So in that instance, I don't really care, right? Because the process looks good. He's throwing hard. He's throwing it effortlessly. He's not grunting. His groin didn't fall off like last year. I watched that, and I'm like, cool. Um, Glaber Torres, effortless power going oppo. Good. Like Isaiah Kiner Falefa, I don't know how much to garner for. He's hitting like 500. He's hitting line drive rockets all over the field. That's great. There's nothing I was looking for from him this spring specifically. And he's got like this little leg kick now, and he looks a little Justin Turnery. If he's good, that's great. But like, I'm not going to look at Isaiah Kiner Falefa's batting average and be like, Yankees got a steal. Oh, but I is. am going to watch Glaber Torres staying on fastballs ripping balls oppo and i am going to look at that and say he looks different than he did last year davy garcia averaged 94.9 miles an hour on the fastball yesterday in his two inning outing averaged 92.2 on the fastball last year when he was walking 68 dudes in 90 and two-thirds minor league innings that matters to me too yeah Um, like again that's not me getting on a soapbox and being like davy's goat again he's back he's going to be in the rotation no i don't know that And and i don't know much about him plowing through two innings of the Baltimore Orioles who are uh, insipid enough that they're trying to trade Trey Mancini now uh, after he came back and survived cancer and they held on him at last year's deadline. Now they're like actively shopping him. Like it's a disgusting franchise that keeps, you know, finding two or three pieces and then getting rid of them and finding some more prospects and then discarding those prospects. It's gross. So what you shouldn't do is be like, Yanks looking great. Two and three, not bad. Beat the Orioles. Like, got to get – I saw a lot of people being like, got to get those Orioles games this year. That's what lost in the East last year. Yeah, I know. But winning against the Orioles in spring training does not affect whether or not they're going to get those Orioles games this year during the regular season. What could affect the regular season is Davey Garcia being able to throw 95 miles an hour, topping out at yeah. 96. That's, that's something where I'm actually like, all right. If he's stopping out at 96 and giving up six runs in the inning, I'm still like, all right, topping <laughs> out at 96. Okay. Where was that last year? Um, so that I mean, that's my that's the spring training minute. That's three minutes on spring training. Yeah, I mean, you, you watch it and you shouldn't draw any conclusions because it's like the situation where we followed Gary at the Dominican Winter League last year. It was like if he performed well, cool. What he's what he's supposed to do? If he performed like dog shit, then that's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, but seeing any positive upticks in players who struggled last year dealt with any sort of injuries in that capacity. 
Um, I mean, I, I think DJ swing already looks like his 2020, 2019 swing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a clear difference in his 2021 swing plane um, and his it, the strength behind his swing, which was clearly affected by whatever injury he was dealing with. So, like, that's a cool positive I draw. Um, I like seeing Giancarlo hit an oppo rocket early on. It just, cool, set the tone, do what you got to do. Um, and uh, Glaber doing anything positive at this point really just feels, it's like, okay, he's not he's not still stuck in the doldrums doing bad, bad mm-hmm. stuff when the competition is lesser and lesser. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's all you got to do for spring training. That's all you got to do for winter league offseason stuff. Just make sure the guys who had been struggling previously are not falling further beneath the surface. Um, but the bigger thing here is Aaron Judge. Only mm-hmm. player, like you said, two sides could not agree to a contract, which is weird to me. Judge made a shade over $10 million last year. He requested $21 million. Do I think that that's unreasonable? Not exactly, but... Um, no. There's a clear middle ground between 17 and 21 and you can get to 19 and that's a fair number. I don't know. Um, yeah. So you have that weighing into the decision factor. So we, another quick caveat here is maybe they didn't agree. Maybe the Yankees purposefully did, didn't agree to a salary here so they could just yeah. get the extension talks kickstarted. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's have some positive intention here. Let's think that they're actually doing something that is going to benefit our mental well-being and the overall health of the team. Um, then you look at it the other way. Judge has been continually saying he wants to remain a Yankee. There have been no extension talks yet. The Yankees admitted that. Aaron Judge admitted that. He's been saying this since, the I think, after the trade deadline last year, maybe in August or September he said it. Said it again after the wild card game. Said it twice this offseason um, when speaking to reporters and then when talking to uh, – Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia on the R2C2 podcast said it again, this spring training, how many more times do you have to say it? I don't know how many more times it's going to take for the Yankees to realize. And, and the the frustrating part is because they had all off season to come up with how many, how many contract offers could you come up for judge? You could probably get six, six ones that make sense. Judge is a complicated case. I will say that they'll be entering his age 31 season when he's a free agent. He only has two full seasons under his belt. He's an MVP caliber player, but if you're paying somebody 30 plus million a year, 28 plus million a year, they got to be on the field. doesn't matter how good they are. Um, so the case here is not the easiest. It's not a, oh yeah, blank check, 250 million. Let's get this done. This is more of a nuanced thing where you could have opt-outs, where you could front load it, give them high, super high AV, make them happy there. It could be a super large short-term deal. You're looking at between four and seven years. I think anything you could do reasonably here, a lot of options. Homegrown guy, clear leader of the team mm-hmm. or clear face of the team. One of the faces of baseball wants to stay, loves New York, has mentioned multiple. And now there, there's been no overture to make this happen. Once the lockout, and I look, I know the lockout only ended what two weeks ago. It's been just over two weeks or something like that. So there, there hasn't been a whole lot of time, but still, you prepare all of this stuff during the off season when you're sitting around, when you can't do anything, when your marquee move was trading for Ender or was signing Ender and Ciarte to a minor league deal, you come up with contract offers. And now they're talking about that. They're preparing a long presentation for Aaron judge. I don't know mm-hmm. what this presentation is going to entail. I think he just wants some fucking money with some security. I don't think he needs a PowerPoint presentation uh, from the corporate sector of New York city. Um, 
And then even more discouraging, he brings up Dellen Betances' 2017 arbitration case where famously um, Randy Levine brought him into a room and screamed at him for requesting too much on his salary for that year um, after I think he had an all-star season with, you know, an insane amount of strikeouts, um, which is bad practice from all angles. I mean, hey, Randy, if you were so upset and you thought the salary was so large, then go to arbitration, dude, and get the salary that you want. If you thought he was fully out of line for requesting that, then let the, let the judge decide. Instead, he brings Dylan Batances into the room, screams at him. Nothing's ever the same after that. Um, and that's not the relationship you want to have with anybody, you're, let alone your employer um, in everyday life. But you're talking about the Yankees here, where this is supposed to be, a, it's got to be a well-oiled machine in some capacity with the top guys kind of running the show and then everyone beneath them falling in line. Um, so I don't like that he mentioned that. I don't like how there hasn't been any progress in talks. Opening day is uh, what? about two, 15, 16 days away at this point. Yeah, we're close. That's judge's deadline. Judge is not negotiating a contract extension with uh, during the season. Um, and look, I don't know if it's a positive or negative if they don't get one. I don't think it's a terrible idea for him to – I think it's a win-win for both sides. Play your ass off this year, make more money maybe, or maybe there is an issue and – there has to be more of a realistic agreement on a contract extension. I really don't know. Um, but I don't like the energy around this. I don't like the the narrative around how this has been transpiring um, with the franchise's best player, especially because every report that we're hearing is that the Yankees have, hesit- have been hesitant to spend on bigger free agents because they're prepping for an Aaron Judge exception. They're prepping to mm-hmm. pay Aaron Judge. Okay. Where, where is it? When, okay. When- uh, the, what they meant when they said that was that they were preparing to pay him the $17 million one-year salary. <laughs> you can't stomach that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the PowerPoint presentation. I feel like it's going to be a lot like when the Knicks tried to get LeBron James to New York and they yeah. gave him a PowerPoint with uh, James Gandolfini and Edie Falco playing Tony and Carmela Soprano, like being like, hey, don't, does LeBron James would be a good fit at MSG. Anyway... <laughs> Back to murder. Like, I think it's going to be, it's got to be that dumb. Otherwise they shouldn't do it. Um, Judge is a weird case, right? So what's, what's Judge not saying? He's not saying what Mookie Betts said. He's not saying, you know, I got to be fair. I got to reset the market. I got to fight for other players like me. Cause one, he wants to stay here. He's made that. The one thing Mookie Betts never said was I definitely want to stay in Boston. He didn't say I definitely want to leave, but he was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you know, the future is the future. And, who knows how close the stars are and, you know, the sun might burn out someday or whatever, like just nothing quotes. And then obviously he leaves. He's trying to reset the market. Judge isn't saying that because he wants to come back. He definitely wants to come back. Whether he comes back or not, you know, that does I don't know, but he certainly wants to come back. Additionally, he's not saying he wants to reset the market for players like him because there are no players like him. There are very yeah. few people like Aaron Judge People don't hit free agency at 31. Superstars don't hit free agency at 31. Usually superstars hit that 27, 28, 29. Usually superstars don't come out of nowhere. They're not prospects with the body type of Aaron Judge, where even if we love him and we would use Yankee money between 180 and $200 million on him for sure, because in our world, that should not prohibit the Yankees from spending on anybody else. And it would prevent a lot of embarrassment. But even we don't know 
if he can hold up for more than three more years, I don't know. It's going to be a pretty impressive achievement if long-term Aaron Judge, 37-year-old Aaron Judge, playing first base, I guess, is at, is like half as valuable as he is right now. I just don't know. I don't advocate signing him because it's going to work out long-term. I advocate signing him because the New York Yankees are the New York Yankees, and they have the money to paper over a $180, $200 million accident. Now, will they? Kind of sounds like they won't, which I never want to be the guy being like, you got to think about the grass being greener on the other side. And when the Red Sox traded Mookie Betts, it was the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen a big market team do. I thought they were going to win the World Series last year without him. They didn't. So still waiting there. Could be a curse there. We just don't know yet. Um, But I thought that was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen a front office do. They were two wins away from the World Series last year. Mookie Betts would have helped. Instead, they had Hunter Renfro and his 140 batting ass. They had J.D. Martinez trying to play the outfield. Like They had a bunch of jokes on that roster that were all worse than Mookie Betts. If the Yankees get rid of Aaron Judge preemptively and either let him walk or trade him, they're absolutely going to be a worse roster. It's a lot like the Gary Sanchez conundrum. Everybody wants Gary Sanchez gone, you and I included, and I sort of feel like getting rid of him might be getting rid of some toxicity this year. But you get rid of him, and now the catchers are Higashioka and Ben Rortvet. And it's like, is that what you guys wanted? Is that what you wanted? And second and third, one out in a tie playoff game, Ben Rortvet's coming up? Like, <laughs> Just something to think about. The grass is not always greener. So there's justification. I'd say there's no justification for letting Judge walk. There's 3% justification for trading Judge. But the problem is the Yankees aren't going to act like the behemoth Yankees. They should be able to absorb whatever contract they give Judge. But what they're saying is he's going to be our last $150, $200 million deal for a while with Cole and Stanton on the roster. They said they didn't want to get Correa this year because he's cost the same. They said they didn't want to get Story this year because they cost the same because they have room for three and the third is Judge. So I think they're going to do it. I don't think they're taking Aaron Judge to arbitration, which would be insane to do. Um, you know, They could settle at 19 if they wanted to. I think that's why they filed where they filed. Judge is probably a $21 million guy, but would he play for 19? Sure. Who cares? That's an easy conversation in the room. Does he get slandered because of his vaccination status? That's a question. Uh, By slandered, I just mean, is it part of the conversation? It's obviously not slandered to say you're not vaccinated. You can't legally play in Toronto. It's the opposite of slander. It's a true fact. Um, But now that's been kicked out of the can a little bit. Eric Adams lifted the vaccine mandate for uh, New York athletes and artisans or something. So like now I can go to an unvaxxed art show and watch Aaron judge play baseball, but you can't be an unvaccinated welder. I don't really know uh, what's happening in New York city and I'm done caring. I said, I wasn't going to fist pump in either direction here. I absolutely won't. The mandate was bizarre. The statute made no sense. Lifting it also rewards people who don't deserve to get rewarded. My take is only that I don't want to talk about it. But Aaron Judge will be playing opening day pending an injury. Will it be his last opening day in pinstripes? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, Just get it fucking done. It's very easy. Um, Toronto, speaking of, if Judge can't play there, um, that's bad. That's 10 games. They're 10 games in Toronto this year or nine? I believe it's nine. Either way, it's bad. This is also the last season there will be an unbalanced schedule like that. Uh, they're moving away from overloading you with division opponents. They're going to put some National League teams on the schedule in 2023. What? So yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so cool. this is the last year that, you know, being unable to play in Toronto is really just going to, like, stab your season in the heart. And, oh, it's good. 
Yeah. Right when the Yankees window is where it need where it is. Mm-hmm. Yankees need to win this year and they might not be able to have their best player. Um and also their most their longest tenured player could maybe be a Blue Jay. Don't know. Um Toronto, the only other team thus far, according to reports, that has expressed interest in Brett Gardner. Mm-hmm. Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner, Toronto. Brett Gardner. Um and they just traded Randall Grichik today to the Colorado Rockies for Rymel Tapia. Um mm-hmm. I don't get that move. Um, I, I don't understand it. Um, I don't. I do understand the interest in Gardner because they would have actually utilized Gardner as Gardner should be utilized. They had four outfielders um, with uh, Tasker Hernandez, like more so being a DH and not really a great fielder. And they had Kayvon Biggio as more of a utility guy, even though he'll be starting at second base. Um, so they didn't have like a true, true fourth outfielder, but they could have made it work. So now – if they are really interested in Gardner, which I don't think they are, I just think it's, I think Toronto is the new, the the new chief troll for the Yankees. Um, they would have had actually a good, they do actually have a good role for him. Um, Hunter games, mostly part-time duty, um, getting in some reps, versatile around the outfield, fill in with injuries, get the job done, be mm-hmm. a threat in the base pass, whatever. Smart. Great. Um, and now with Grichik gone, now that kind of actually creates the vacancy, even though Tapia also plays outfield. But it, it's Grichik is a better player than Tapia, and Grichik actually killed the Yankees for the last however many years. It's been three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, I, I think this is more of me just talking about how much I hate the Blue Jays. I really hate them. I hate Mark Shapiro. Um, I, I don't like him. He sucked in Moneyball. Um, <laughs> he sucked with the Indians. He sucks now. Um He's- he was like the Jerry West in winning time of Moneyball. Yeah. yeah. The guy who just doesn't get it at all. It's like, we can write it. <laughs> let's write a guy who's basically like, Moneyball? What the fuck you talking about, Moneyball? Just so at the end of the movie, he's like, turns out Moneyball was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> let's Peter Brand go for nothing. I mean, the guy, no idea what he's doing. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. But, yeah, and then the Blue Jays just in general, they're bugging me. They're really bugging me. They're not getting in my head, but it's just annoying, like, trolling the Yankees on Twitter the other day when they won the spring training game saying the the Blue Jays win. It's like, dude, it's the fourth game of spring training. Get over yourself. They sign Greg Bird. Is Do they even need that? Is that something you need that's like just a clear way to piss off the Yankees or get in the Yankees' head in some capacity? And now they're interested in Brett Gardner, who fine baseball player. There are other depth options for outfielders available still in free agency. They have Otto Lopez in their system, who's at AAA, who's a versatile defender, can play actually all infield positions and a, a few outfield positions. So there is no immediate need for this and the interest here is and and it's just and and they know that um x amount of yankees players probably are not going to be able to play in toronto um and you know that if they did sign gardner they would only utilize or not only but they would mostly utilize him against the yankees that's that's just what they would do um on top of that they did something else that pissed me off somewhat recently 
Um, I mean, Robbie Ray edging Garrett Cole out for the Cy Young just angers me for no yeah. reason. Just because Robbie Ray is not that great. Um, but yeah, and he's Blue gone. Jay's he's already gone. Skin. Yeah, already gone. Blue Jays getting under my skin. Um, making the right moves. Also, they they, they mm-hmm. their rebuild has been expedited faster than anybody could have imagined. So. I don't like it. They just drafted, and it wasn't it actually what it was the era before Mark Shapiro. I didn't know they drafted all of the sons of the former major leaguers, mm-hmm. whoever it was. Drafted Vladdy, uh, Bo Bichette, and and Biggio. Um, Griff, Griff Conine, who yeah. I think has moved like, on too, but he was there. Yeah, yeah. Well, what a crazy strategy! Like I, I understand surface level. Yeah, this works, but like, oh yeah, we'll just draft the sons of MLB legends because that always works out. Who? How? When does that ever work out? Griff, has it ever worked that's out? It. Griffey, I, uh, Griffey Griffey Sr. Jr. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's it. So, yeah, the All Blue the Jays rest are terrible. That's it. All the rest are terrible. Tim Raines Jr., horrible baseball player. Um, oh, God, who am I thinking? Oh, Tony Gwynn Jr., one of the biggest ripoffs. I once uh, I once bought – there was a baseball card product. I don't even remember the name of it, but the it was one autograph per box. It was really expensive because the autographs came on signed, cutout, like numbers and letters from jerseys and it was extremely cool and the checklist was like 99.9 percent hit rate so you're only getting one you're spending like 200 bucks but you're pulling someone who's sick and i got tony gwynn jr it's like the one guy you don't want uh, a complete waste so i've always harbored that resentment he sounds like his father which is very cool but not a very good baseball player i don't have the same relationship with the jays that you do because i still want to yeah. see them kick boston's ass uh, yeah. Which is a weird, which is a weird feeling. When, when those teams match up, I might as well have a Toronto hat uh, and have the sudden urge to throw a beer can at Hyunsoo Kim of the Orioles um, <laughs> because Toronto fans sneakily uh, hooligans. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they're easily the team I hate the second most in the AL East. I hate them more than the Rays. Um, yeah, is that true? For me, it is. The current Blue Jays, yes, I hate them more than the Rays. Uh, they have more advantages than the Rays. They do more with more as opposed to more with less. I think, but Red Sox Blue Jays head to head, it's not even a question. I'd rather oh, yeah. see Brett Gardner sign with the Red so- with the Blue Jays than the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, there you know there are articles dropping this week saying the Yankees clubhouse unanimously wants to bring Brett Gardner back, which is basically the only thing that could change my tone on yes. them having no plan and them having a locker reserve for him being embarrassing. Well, it's a little less embarrassing if the entire team wants him. Uh, I did see JJ, uh, JJ from the Bronx this week, sort of say, like, if Garner's leadership is that legendary, then where the fuck was he in the second inning at Fenway Park in the wildcard game? Where was he the entire second half last year, this lifeless season? Like, did he do, was there any discernible impact with Brett Garner's existence? Um, not particularly. But again, if the entire locker room is saying they want him and then all of a sudden the Blue Jays are connected to him, that's basically the only thing that can make me reverse course and be like, and we got a 28-man roster on opening day this year, too. Yeah. So there's extra room. He's not nudging Oswaldo Cabrera off the roster. If you really want to go up the payroll to $255 million from 250 and you want to sign Brett Gardner, I'm no longer going to fight it. I do think the Blue Jays trading Grichuk and saving the Yankees from having to face a guy who destroys them, destroys them. Uh, he hit a homer uh, against the Yankees in spring training the other day. That's all he does. It's it started already. He's got a career 800 OPS against the Yankees, I believe. I mean, it's it's unlike anything I've ever seen. Uh, Red Sox fans always cry about Rowdy Telez doing that to them. It's this is like that, but worse because he's worse than Rowdy Telez and has less power. Um, 
And now he's gone. He's on Colorado. You have to think there's a vaccination involved there. You don't just trade a starter on the verge of opening day. Uh, I think yeah. we're going to be learning a lot about vaccinated baseball players this year. Trevor Story's Red Sox deal almost fell apart because he wouldn't get vaccinated. Damn, mm-hmm. that stinks. That would have been sick. Um, hold tight to your convictions, Trevor. Your convictions are crazy, but hold tight to them. Then you don't get to play for the Red Sox. Um, <laughs> but I, I think we're going to – the trading a starter on the verge of the season starting and you're projected to win the division, that doesn't make any sense unless there's a clubhouse catastrophe going on there. So yeah. if they replace him with Brett Gardner – Uh, That's probably the first time. It's one of the weirder mixed emotions I'll ever have. Um, You know, if if we're going to get edged out by anybody this year, I hope it's Toronto. I hope that it's not Boston. I certainly hope it's not Tampa. But, uh, you know, I want to win the East. And and the projection system still say the Yankees can do it. And you watch uh, Wednesday's game, and those dudes are all cracking the ball, and you start to go, oh, right. Yeah, it was a 92-win team last year. Everybody underperformed like crazy. Um, and you know, they were 37 and 22 down the stretch after being 500 under 500 in the first half. So yeah. things have changed. Uh, before we move on, do you want to mention the Clark Schmidt pitching today? Yeah. Three uh, strikeouts in two innings. Look good. Three strikeouts in two innings, the velo and the spin rate, 97.8 on the gun, 97, even 96, eight, 96, six, hmm. all in the red forearm doing well. 2867 spin on this curve, like the spike slider, all this red. Look at all that red. Yeah. Um, like if he's a guy, we haven't even thought about him. If he's a guy, all right. If that's know. the plan, if he's getting if he's getting 12 starts and some relief, like I'm on board with that. Um, I'd rather him than Domingo Herman. Um, I'd rather him and Luis Heel take on the Domingo Herman Michael King combo. Um, I like Michael King where he is in the bullpen. Um, I like Domingo Herman where he is not playing. Um, and I have been a Clark Schmidt fan and a Luis Heel fan for a decent amount of time. I want to see them pan out. Um, I know Luis Heel's come the closest to doing that with his start last year, but I think he has control things to work out. Um, and you obviously saw the uh, the cracks in his game um, start to become more evident as he got more time at the major league level. Um, yeah, but before we move on Gardner, here's my, here's my whole thing on Gardner. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Gardner play 140 games again this year than watch him mm-hmm. sign with the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, and Randall Gritchuk, 801 OPS career against the Yankees, 17 fucking homers in 65 games, literally not even possible. He doesn't have anything. Oh, actually, no, he destroys the Orioles, 21 home runs in 57 games. Does that even count? Sure. That no. doesn't count. Anybody else, he has only double-digit home runs against two other teams, 11 against the Cubs and 10 against the Reds, and that was when he was playing against them in division as a member of um, the St. Louis Car. So goodbye, Randall. Um, and on to other rumors and trades surrounding us. Gritchick is gone via trade. Is Wilson Contreras coming to the Bronx via trade? We pitched this probably 14 times over the last year and a half, probably. Yes, um, yes. Really, we, we, we truly did a uh, bunch of Cubs trades, personnel kind of match up, uh, matches up in, in um, interesting ways, uh, to say the least. Um, and Wilson Contreras, my take on Wilson Contreras is, first of all, Bruce Levine, um, 670, the score in Chicago, said the Padres and the Yankees have been two teams that have checked in on Contreras over the last few weeks. Because this Cubs signed Jan Gomes in the offseason, two-year, $13 million deal. Now they have two catchers making over $6.5 million mm-hmm. this year, which doesn't make any sense. 
So what are you going to do? You're going to trade the guy you just signed, or you're going to trade the guy who was also enshrouded in trade rumors last year. Um, Contreras on the hook, seven and a half million dollars on his final arbitration year. Um, my take on him, I'd like him, but he is Gary Sanchez without the expectation and just with more on field visible passion. Um, I know a lot of players have said Gary Sanchez has a lot of passion and he worked hard. Um, you could have fooled me because you never saw that on the field. Um, even in big moments, um, it was, it was constant, uh, lethargy, um, or, um, disappointment coming from emanating from him. Uh, Contreras is a fireball lunatic in my opinion. Uh, one world series pitchers like throwing to him. He has good relationships with them. Very important. Um, and the Yankees don't have a catcher, so they really have to figure something out here. Um, I don't know how you feel about this. You look at the stats. If you did a player A, B stat, um, I'll pull it up as you start talking, but it's nearly mm-hmm. identical. It's insane. And, and Thomas will have it that the numbers line up a hundred percent. Contreras is better defensively. Contreras is like an, basically a, a, the same offensively. Um, but again, it's, it's really going to be, if the Yankees manage to pull off a Wilson Contreras trade, it's going to be a pretty interesting argument in tangible versus intangibles. Again, he does grade out better defensively. You will no longer have the conversation. Can you win a world series with Wilson Contreras? Of course you can. It's already happened. He's done yep. it. Um, there is no reason for a bad team to pay both Jan Gomes and Wilson Contreras this year. Wilson Contreras is a homegrown star like Anthony Rizzo, like Chris Bryant, like Javier Baez, certainly in that class has had seasons. Gary Sanchez has had seasons too. That yep. make you go, yes, great. Um, Contreras has certainly had moments where you're like, this is one of the top five catchers in baseball yeah. um, offensively, and the defense is fine. Fine. You're not going to be looking at him being like, what a downgrade. Uh, the Rort Vet Higgy thing is just like, look, it's interesting. Uh, the projections are, though, that those positions don't hit at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a great article on, on River Avenue. Well, uh, views from 314 feet, the River Avenue Blues expatriate guys. Today wrote an article that's basically like the framing and the defense is projected to be elite from both players, but fans can't see that fans can't perceive that. So how much patience are fans going to have for a making the pitching staff happy, which is an imperceptible thing. And B how many, you know, second and third, two out dribblers to second, are they going to live with from Higashioka and Rortvet before they're like, I don't care about framing numbers anymore. And I'm going to boo. Um, yeah, who because, cares about that though? Yeah, well, I'm I mean, I, better defense is going to save us so many runs. I know people aren't going to realize as that as long as like, it actually does. As long yeah. as it actually does. If we're yes. winning games, no one is going to argue with this. But if no. we're losing games and offense is the problem, like last year, fans are going to be like, we don't even have an offensive player in the catcher spot. Yes. Um, and it's complicated because Gary, yeah, technically a starter, but not really a difference maker used to be a difference maker. The whole theory with Gary Sanchez was that he was that he would give you the unique advantage at the one position that most teams have bad players at. There's probably five really good catchers in the game um, that elevate your team year to year. Um, And now at this point, you just need good defense. That's not going to be detrimental. Um, And you can afford to have one bad bat in the lineup. The Yankees at this point really have one bad bat in the lineup. If it's that, and then, you have Kiner Falefa, who's hits for contact, which is kind of what you need as a variant in this in this one-sided offense, it seems. Um, but you look at Contreras, Contreras would be an upgrade in those 
in, in those areas, in both of those areas compared to what we have now. But if you look at these, these numbers, player A, 621 games, 112 OPS plus, 807 OPS, 583 strikeouts, and 310 RBIs. Player B, 538 career games, 113 OPS plus, 804 OPS, 582 strikeouts, 340 RBI. That is this Gary Sanchez, Wilson Contreras comparison. Um, I obviously took the numbers that all were nearly identical. The games, the difference in games is what, 60, 70? Um, so Gary is player B. He has way more RBIs in over course of those 538 games, but OPS plus is identical. OPSs are identical. And, and um, uh, Contreras has a six D war compared to Gary's 1.8 and negative two DRS compared to Gary's negative nine. Um, so there is an upgrade there and there's an offensive presence there. Um, and if Gary honestly was hitting in the manner in which he's hit over the last takeout 2020, even his really bad season where he batted one, where he hit 186, but hit like 30 something home runs, you would take that if he was an elite defender, but he's not an elite defender and he can't throw runners out anymore. Um, his caught stealing percentage was a career low this year. Um, so yeah, this, if we get somebody who could play defense pitchers, like, put the ball in play, you're going to have your warts. You're going to strike out. You're not going to, you know, you're going to have your troubles. But if you have all around solid um, foundation around you, which Contreras has, I I think that makes the difference. I believe that's correct. Um, And and again, you're not closing a door on on adding a catcher yet. Contreras could be the guy. Contreras could be the guy mid-season. If the Higgy Roardbet thing isn't working out, the, the 2021 Yankees proved that you can really retool the deadline if you want to. The clock has not run out on you until after the deadline is over, as long as you can tread water in that first half. The Yankees want to be above 500 at the deadline for sure, and hopefully they will be, and hopefully the catcher platoon isn't what's throwing them into a pit and sending them down to 500. That would not be good. But last year, they were basically a 500 team. They were so much more after the deadline. Maybe the Cubs come to their senses in the middle of the year. Maybe someone overwhelms them with a package. Maybe the Yankees trade for Sean Murphy of the A's uh, and attach a pitcher to that. Maybe the Yankees attach Kyle Hendricks to Wilson Contreras. I Ooh. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the Cubs are doing. I do know that they've they've added more than you maybe expected them to add this offseason, considering where they were. They were rumored to be in the Rizzo mix. They've got Clint Frazier and his unannounced concussion. Uh, he has now arrived in Chicago. So I'm not sure if the Cubs are in full-on sell mode. They're definitely not the Pirates. They're definitely not the A's. The Guardians have a $30 million payroll as well. The Cubs are not in there. The Cubs are, are more likely to be lingering and look at, you know, uh, assess their situation. There's no team that's going to absolutely run away in the, uh, in the you know. Central? In the Central, Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know words anymore. Uh, the, the Brewers are a great team, but they're mostly a great rotation with a whatever offense. They didn't get Luke Voigt, probably should have. The Cardinals went on a masterful run last year, uh, but prior to September, they did not look unbeatable. The Reds don't exist. The Pirates don't exist. Cubs could feast on the bottom of the division and be in the mix for that six or seven seed easily. So maybe they want to hold on to Contreras now. But maybe the flip side happens. The Brewers run away with it. The Cardinals are incredible. You know, they fall off. We just don't know. Um, but it's, I would say, don't even rule it out if they don't get it done by opening day. 
Yeah, no. Uh, and I think the Cubs kind of position themselves nicely to be able to sell at the deadline if they're not performing well, like Stroman's on this three-year deal and the third year has an opt-out, I believe. So like teams would be like, oh yeah, I'll take Stroman for a year and a half and then not have to worry if he's going to opt in. Maybe he'll want to hit free agency again. Um, Hendricks will always be able to be sold high because of his um, contract situation. I think two more team options at like 14, 15 million, which is nothing. Um, you got Clint Frazier who we could probably trade. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hmm. Not going to do that. But yeah, the Cubs have is, and they, you know, they got Ian Happ. They have, um, uh, who's the other guy? Uh, Nico Horner. Um, yeah. A lot, a lot of options there. I think they have a good foundation, but if things go wrong, they have sellable pieces where, where they can expedite. Oh, Nick Madrigal. Holy shit. Forgot about him from the Kimball trade. One of my favorite players in baseball. I'm very yeah, this is a fun team. So I wouldn't, I, I think the Yankees are going to be, honestly, they're going to be in experimental mode. They're going to, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, we'll see how this platoon do, goes. And if it's not good, we'll, we'll figure something else out. And then they won't figure something else out because why would they be able to do that? Um, they put themselves in bad positions constantly. Um, but I think, I think the lineup is fine right now. If they truly believe this defense is going to make all the difference and the bat is whatever, look like Higgy, not that great, but Higgy kind of hits when you need him to hit Um, unexpected jolt of energy, unexpected home run. uh, When, when you need some sort of injection of life into the lineup, Mm -hmm. he's always kind of been there and done that. Um, I'm not saying I'm going to continue to rely on that, but that is an element he brings to the game. Um, mm-hmm. I have no idea what to expect at a wart vet aside from him just being jacked. Maybe his biceps will just, he'll just get hit by a lot of pitches because he's flexing mm-hmm. over in the middle of the plate, just popping veins out. He's um, apparently, he's apparently going to play uh, before the end of spring training says Aaron Boone uh, as of today. So okay. hopefully that happens. Cause of all the people I would like to see what the hell he looks like. I have no idea. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Uh, heard of him very. I mean, I went down the Twins catcher depth chart this year because I thought the Yankees could trade for Mitch Garver, and so I was like, <laughs> "Oh, they got a guy named Ben Rortvet." All right, but at no <laughs> point was I like, "That's a target." Um, yeah, I, cool. I, I, I think it's experiment mode for sure. Uh, I, but I do think they're going to want to see what they have with these catchers before they yeah. move along. Uh, the anything else to yell about section of the podcast? I've just got one quick thing. Uh, while we were talking, Marwin Gonzalez went deep, two runs shot to left, and Eric Boland tweeted, long two-run homer to left by Marwin Gonzalez, who was recently signed and is all but a lock to make the club as a reserve. Are you fucking kidding me? So, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I hadn't thought about that for even one second until today when they shoved him out there at shortstop, and I was like, hmm. Hmm. I was just kind of like, hmm. Uh, but then now I'm like... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. All, all but a lock. Come join the club. Does that shove Oswaldo Cabrera to AAA? Probably. Is Why? Marvin Gonzalez an easy, an easy DFA if he's terrible in April? Yes. True. Yeah. Um, Jay Bruce. That's situation. all I'm thinking about there. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had one thing to yell, not even yell about, but um, last episode we talked about Correa one year deal. Why didn't the Yankees do this? Why didn't the Yankees try to do this? Um, I believe but I thought about the other day, you know, just staring at my ceiling when I can't sleep. Yeah. Boris, Scott Boris, Correa's new agent, who he hired this offseason, I don't think he would have allowed a big market team to do this, to do mm-hmm. a one-year huge deal, unless it was unless it was like $50 million. I don't – I think that 
he's always looking to play these teams and play the market in a certain way. And I think that he just got the leverage he needed. He had a mid-market team in the Twins pay a record AAV price for a shortstop, and it doesn't really matter if it's long-term or not. All that matters is the, the AAV number. Um, unless it's Trevor Bauer, then we don't really care about that number. That number doesn't exist for Trevor Bauer. Um, but $35 million a year for Correa, um, and now he's going to use that as leverage in subsequent off-seasons when there is kind of a lack of a demand surrounding certain players, um, certain high-profile players, because maybe they had a down year, maybe they have an injury concern, and he's like, well, if you're a small market team and you know, you're trying to make a push, hey, Royals, you got a nice little young core. Maybe you can invest another $40 million, get a really good player on your team, and see what happens. I think he's now cornered that market. I don't think he's going to let big market teams take advantage of getting out of these financial, long-term financial commitments. I think he wants them, Dodgers, Angels, Yankees, Mets, et cetera, et cetera, spending for the eight, the seven, eight, nine, ten-year contracts, and then he's going to start working in the smaller market teams as we kind of new frontier of baseball, kind of with the higher numbers, the franchises becoming more and more valuable by the day. Um, and I think he just played himself into an entirely new realm where he's going to be able to take financial advantages, of, uh, financial advantage of more teams. I think that's true. I think Scott Boris is still excited that he gets a chance at a clean slate next year. Correa yes. said at his press conference today or yesterday, like, well, this isn't just a one-year thing. Like, don't think of it that way. And then he just started talking about how much he loves the hamburgers with cheese in them in Minnesota. <laughs> and like, I love those too. But that's also like the first thing I, if I Googled Minneapolis things, I would come up with the hamburgers with cheese. And he was like, oh yeah, I always get here early because I'm just pounding those juicy Lucy's or whatever. And it's like, is that your masseuse's name? Um, But it was like, I mean, come on. Like my favorite thing about Minneapolis is the lakes. I mean, there's 10,000 of them. (laughs) You just Googled the state motto. That's what you did, Carlos. I mean, it didn't convince me exactly. So I do think he's gone after this year. Um, we'll find out, of course. Uh, pack as many of those hamburgers into a short time frame as you possibly can, uh, dot, and then come visit New York. That is it for this live edition of the Ace Go Yard podcast. Live edition. They're all live at this point. Why did I even say that? I don't know. Uh, because I just want to let you guys know that we are live. Uh, we're coming at you every Monday and Thursday, 2 o'clock Eastern, live on YouTube, not on Twitch. Might be interesting to be on Twitch. We're not there. We're on YouTube. You can also find us after the fact on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us those reviews. Five stars only. Anything less than five stars might as well not even be a review. Um, And if you like what you just heard, you can literally go to the podcast app eh, probably an hour after the show airs live. You'll hear it again. We'll we'll welcome the listen. Until next time, I'm Adam Weiner. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weiner. It's right below on the screen. Thomas Carinante. Where can the people find you? At Tommy's underscore takes. You can find us and our bylines at yanksoyard.com. Written content there, fun stuff, lots of explorations, deep dives going down. Uh, and the official Twitter account at yanksoyardfs, fun place to be. Um, another fun update, Anthony Rizzo foul home run. We will see plenty mm-hmm. of those. Um, hopefully he gets them out of his system in spring training now because I don't want to see many more of them when it counts. No. That's yeah. it. And that's it. But I am ready for regular season Rizzo. Honestly, give me a full yeah. season of that guy. Give me a full season of Joey Gallo. Give me 162 games of Marwin Gonzalez, baby. And, and let's ride. Um, until next time, we'll see you next Monday, everybody. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home auto and other vehicles. 
In hockey, it's the goalie's job to protect the net. And in life, your net is your home and auto, but also your boat, motorcycle, RV, or ATV. And your goalie is the round-the-clock protection offered by Progressive Insurance. Well, and also the savings you get when you bundle. So in this metaphor, you have two goalies, which is okay because, you know, it's just a metaphor. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.